Welcome to Fire and Water. This is the podcast with Tennyson Wolf and Quanita Robertson. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the wisdom series we just finished. Tennyson, we just finished a wisdom series around relationship to forgiveness. And the weeks that we went through with our two groups was anger, grief, compassion, and grace. Can you say a couple things about it? Well, I can in a think and feel out loud kind of way. Uh, I love the two groups of people that we were with. I love the overarching theming that we have. I love the, I mean, the overarching forgiveness piece, as well as the, uh, the four week themes. Uh, I loved where I saw people following or being in or being willing to be in those. And as is always true for me, I feel like there's a way that I live the themes. And so over the course of a month, maybe a little bit more because we have some pre-readying space for that kind of gathering. <coughs> um, it, it just lives in me. And it, it's like, you know, it's like a new neighbor moves in and I feel like I'm, coming to know that neighbor or making some deliberate efforts to know that neighbor or that neighbor is trying to get to know me. So I feel like all of that happened. And uh, uh, I love it that our overarching theme is about trying to grow some wisdom overall in ourselves and with others. <laughs> That's my starting place. That's good. I think where I would take it is one of the things that I really loved about the two groups is we just had such a diverse group. We had people, you know, not only across the U.S., but across countries, different participants, which I think adds a different, um, of course, flavor and relationship to forgiveness and all the different weeks that we were in. And, um, and I just appreciated that there wasn't one person in the group that I felt like didn't lean into it. And didn't like go on to their own journey and their own discovery. And there are people who I think even not only didn't, not only did they lean into it, but were surprised by some of the places that they ended up that coming in, they weren't necessarily expecting. And to me, that's some juiciness when you like, when you end up in places that you didn't expect. Um, so I appreciate that. I also get the like, yes, the, um, living what we're going through each week that has come up with this wisdom series, as well as the other ones we've done. We've done forgiveness before we've done presence and we've also done joy. Um, one of the things that I think was different in this one is that forgiveness is a lot deeper for people and a lot heavier than presence and joy. And so just being mindful, I think, and the next time we're going in, how are we holding that um, with what I think feels more weighty with people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. It's a big topic. And maybe the short of it is um, if we are, we, I'm speaking more broadly of we now, we people in general are intending, uh, uh, intending wisdom that we have to be able to lean into some of the things that are heavier. So I found that uh, anger and grief were weeks where 
uh, I saw the group finding stuff, maybe even needing a little bit more time. Uh, and then shifting into compassion and grace. Uh, the, the compassion is the one that, you know, without trying too hard to make too much sense of things, it's the one that was really sticking with me in the four or five days after we were complete. And for whatever reason that happens, you know, compassion was living in me as in um, questions and desires probably of how do I, how do I be more compassionate with myself? How do I be more compassionate with others? It even feels weird to ask it as a how-to question. It, it's more like, no, just, just do some of this, whether it's a teeny weeny amount or large, you know, big steps kind of thing. But um, how, how do any of us grow? This is part of what I feel in my heart is how do any of us grow compassion to be able to be in the circumstances uh, that are, are everything ranging from deeply personal to broad and universal. Uh, yay for growing compassion for others. And let us never forget that compassion for self is a pretty big deal. And I, you know, that was kind of a theme that was spoken by many of our people. Oh, I can feel compassion for others, but for myself, well, I, I think, you know, wisdom points us in that direction. Yeah. And that's one of the pieces that I actually challenge I, that I actually have lots of questions around. I think oftentimes we think we're compassionate when we're not, <laughs> mm-hmm. because if we don't have it for ourselves, we can't give it to others. I think there's this premise that I hold that you can't give what you don't have. And so asking ourselves that question of like, where is it um, that I, I think I'm being that, but maybe um, I don't have the capacity to be that, um, that mm-hmm. I'm doing something else you know, but then I also, for me, I think some of what we do with this, it's interesting because, you know, we talk about forgiveness as a big topic. Well, presence and joy are too, right? Like, and so like, those aren't little things. Um, But I think some of what we've done in the series is almost like trying to hold forgiveness more in the way that we do like presence and joy, like this whole idea that that's a heavy topic. Like to me, I think we, um, it's been heavy because we've avoided it, but it's not, it's just another human emotion. And so like, how do we um, start to accept, and I've heard you say this in the, in that series anyway, of it just is like, how do you accept that? Yes. You know, part of being human is you're going to be angry. Part of being human is that you're going to have grief that hopefully we find our way to some compassion and some grace as well. Mm. There's a line in a poem that I came across a dozen or so years ago. It's by Marge Piercy, and the poem is called To Be of Use. I think it speaks to something that I noticed in this, these gatherings with people. Uh, it's the last two lines of her poem. She says, the pitcher, meaning a pitcher of water, a pitcher to hold liquid. The pitcher cries for water to carry and a person for work that is real. So the realness, like the hunger for the realness is one of the things that I probably celebrate because of these gatherings that we're convening and that I heard spoken and echoed and reflected in some way from a lot of people. Uh, It was a line that you spoke, you dropped a good, good Quinita line in there somewhere along the way that also stays with me. It's uh, uh, was something like this. I need you 
I need you so that I can see me speaking to the group. And that's different than I need you to see me. <laughs> yeah. you know, witness is an important thing, but you were pointing at something different that has stayed with me there. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I just, I need you so that I can see me. Yes. Uh, and thus the value of, you know, a, a, a good, good container for community again. Yeah. It was interesting because I had um, put that a post on Facebook of, I need you so I can see me. And mm -hmm. someone replied, you know, about like, they went into the, oh, as I've grown, I haven't needed other people to see me. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I don't need you to see me. <laughs> Cause I think that is where we go. Right. Um, but it's, there's something about, and I don't, and even, I don't even need you to see me for me to see me. I think sometimes we think that that's required and it's not necessarily so. Sometimes I think there is value in the witnessing, like you just mentioned. And it's that um, there's a part of me that I get to see in reflection of who you are. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and because we're not made to be um, indiv indiv well, individuals in that way, we're not made to, to stand alone. You know, um, I loved, I was with Preschool Promise yesterday and Dr. Bruce Perry spoke about one of the biggest misconceptions is that we think we, we can live as these individuals. And he says, you know, we're, our brains aren't designed to do that. Like we aren't, we're not built as just human beings physiologically. We're not made to move and act alone. <laughs> But we've bought into this premise um, that we can or that it's possible. Yeah, I, I think I don't have a ton to say on or, or I'm, oh, it's not holding back, actually. It's just, you know, not <laughs> wanting to feel like I have to search too far beyond, beyond some of the essences. But I think a version of what you are describing Quinita is uh, it's a theme that I know I, I live personally and have seen in so many others. And I'm aware that it's a pretty darn universal theme. Um, there are so many people in the world that struggle with the not enough dynamic. I'm not enough, or I wasn't enough or you know, some of those kind of things. And uh, to be able to have some community in which we just show up honestly with some of our not even conclusions around that or you know even pivotal learnings like just be in the moment of um this is what some of that feels like right now to be able to 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 like encounter that with a group of thoughtful people and heart-filled people uh it it seems to soften some of the edges of that to me or you know welcome some of the well wait a minute i'm of course i'm enough kind of you know, vibes that aren't some magic trick. <laughs> I have a teacher, um, Fanshan Shure, one of the things that she has said to me is in talking about um, the things we go through and, and that not enough piece, I think, is connected to. She's like, we all know mm. what it means to be enough and be loved and have all our needs met because we had it in utero. Mm -hmm. That was so we know that layer of love, 
but we've gotten so far away from it, you know, of like how do that not enough is and working in that and coming together and reminding each other. Cause that was one of the things I heard in our groups, like, mm-hmm. you know, people who didn't know each other mm-hmm. to even bear witness and validate, oh yeah, I felt that too, right? <laughs> that um, communal and reflective piece, yeah. Yeah, well, I think it comes back to me for uh, Quinita for um, realizing again, the importance of people being in witness with one another because in the 20 plus years, 25 plus years of facilitation and community engagement kind of stuff that I've been involved in, uh, that I was nervous about at the beginning. <laughs> and this is way back in the days of some of the early Burkana work and having kind of a group of people in a room that didn't know each other and sitting them down in either small circles or cafe circles kind of thing. And, uh, the, the repeated observation that was clear then and throughout those following years is even strangers find each other quickly. Yeah. And I think there's always some kind of awe in that. Like, I'm just glad for it now. I, yeah. Truth be told, I expect it now, <laughs> but I didn't back then. And, uh, you know, that's one of the learnings that I carry over 20, 25 years here of trying to bring people together is, you give people a good enough question and show up in a present enough way. And uh, whatever is the, the blocks or the fears of being strangers and not being able to connect, it goes quickly. Like we can find each other quickly. I'm, I'm just super glad for that. And I'm glad the way that showed up in our wisdom class. And I'm glad that that's a piece of what I feel like you and I are bringing is to you know, really emphasize connection, a little bit of form for some real connection so that we can be about the things we feel we need to be about in the world, all of us. Yeah, That's some of it for me. I, uh, that resonates, you know, um, Dr. Bruce Perry also spoke the, like a great part of our brains is that we want to find connection. We want to find our tribe and how we're together. And so even when strangers come together, they're trying to do that. It's like, of course, the flip side of that and the shadow side of that is that we also want to find others, right? <laughs> so after we found our tribe, but that immediately will go to, and even sometimes I think sometimes quicker strangers will go to that, yeah, um, you know, because they don't have a preconceived idea of who each other are. So, yeah. yeah and, and yet have that hunger, like, yes. it's like there's, yeah. you know, just a little bit of, uh, of invitation to say, even though you might feel a little shy about this, go for it. Yes. And find people find each other that way. I'm glad for that, you know. Definitely. Do you have any closing words? Oh, I I, I don't think I have any more than what I've <laughs> what I've shared. I'm I'm glad that people have some kind of hunch yeah. to uh, explore that, which sounds even a little too snooty to me. Like just to bring themselves forward into uh, some kind of added added wisdom together, added connection together. And a wisdom that isn't just a bunch of knowledge and data and facts, uh, you know, to be able to meet in a, an open-hearted way with one another, that might be some of the wisest work we can do in the world. Uh, I carry that with me. Thanks for today. I think I would just add um, also that we have another wisdom series coming up in yeah. September. We're mm-hmm. looking at doing a wisdom series with the focus being initiation. We haven't figured out the four focus weeks yet, but that'll be posted soon. So look out for that. 
Um, thanks for listening today. Thank you for your support. Um, thank you for your practices and commitment to wisdom and coming of age. If you wish further information, our shared website for Fire and Water is www.fireandwaterleadership.weebly.com. My site is www.nazuzu.com and Tennyson is at www.tennysonwolf.com. Thank you for joining us.